0: psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and ayurveda Viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So, have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature, maybe. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on psychology, I want to speak to you about transitioning, Transitioning into new seasons, new seasons of our life, new seasons of the year, new seasons of sequencing. What is it about transitioning periods that has such an impact on us where we tend to step back, look at ourselves, look at our lives, right? And when I speak of transitions, this is yes, transitioning in to new season, so season changing. But it's also the transitioning in to a new year, because that's after all is not really happening in a changing season. It's also transitioning when we have a a birthday, some kind of landmark in the year that keeps coming back they have an effect on us that can I would say play out in two different ways it can be a moment to recenter to revisit what is going on with us to make new choices it can also be a moment of confusion of anxiety, where in both cases, really, we might take action, whereas one of the actions are with intent and reflection, and the other might just be very reactionary, doesn't necessarily mean that the outcome is better in the first one. You know how real change happens in our lives, usually through one of two ways. The first one is by practicing the new habit enough times for it to become part of us. And therefore the change happens progressively. And the second one, which we don't speak of that often, is through a strong emotional shock. Which is what we see, for instance, with people who might have gone through a disease where they think they will not make it. Or even just the announcement of a disease where they might not make it and how that changes them. So there's something about these landmarks, these milestones in life that impacts us very much on a mental level. I say on a mental level, because I do believe that it often begins there, and then the rest are these repercussions of it. So there's a whole neurology, let's say, behind this, the transitioning in life. And the human brain will naturally seek patterns of recognition. It's a part of the survival brain, the survival instinct. We need to understand what we are looking for, what we are looking at, very quickly, so that we can make sense of it. And that part there, the making sense, is really key for all the rest. You might have noticed that if you try to learn something, or to remember something, it's far easier to remember from a document, documentary <laughs> you chose to watch out of interest compared to just any class you took in school and the biggest difference there is that we need to feel that it has something to do with ourselves in order to integrate the learning the new information it needs to be personal what does it mean to be personal it means actually it needs to be familiar It needs to resonate. Familiarity is what we feel when we see a pattern of some kind. And if that is a pattern that we recognize, then we are in luck. Not only will that make us feel stable, it will make us feel safe because it means that we are on, it's like known grounds, right? The home territory in a way. But it also means, therefore, that we will feel more open to integrating new things. So, therefore, to learn. Even just on health, biological level, our nervous system, our immune system, and even our lymphatic system will be optimized in how it functions. So, basically, the circulation of the information in that system. On the opposite side of that, when we don't recognize the environment, we feel ungrounded, we feel unsafe, and even actually threatened by anything that moves. Just look at animals' reactions when they're in a new place and you would move towards them, for instance. So what we're really talking about here is the need of a human being to feel safe in their environment. And to do so, The brain will seek to make sense of what is happening and what it sees, what it's looking at. And for that reason, it will search what's familiar. It will seek to recognize a pattern, a logic, so that it can find the accurate response or reaction from past experiences. Now, this is typically what we all have played around with when we would look at one of those images where you can see two different images in one same. For instance, the vase and the two faces close to each other. Or there's the image of a young woman and the whole body. Or if you look at it differently, it would be the face and a scarf of an old lady. Right? It's those images where the eye sees... First of all, some kind of chaos, and very quickly, we will see one or the other. Now, this function of how our brain sees and appears in the world is, of course, why we tend to react to a current situation with emotions from past experiences that reminds us of what's going on right now. Basically, we react not really to what's going on here and now, but more from what the first experience that reminds us of this gave us. Economically speaking, because that's how the brain functions, it will always be more interesting to do so because any brand new experience will need the integration of a new behavior, a new comprehension. We know just how exhausting it can be to practice something new. Imagine, for instance, learning a new language, right? Speaking your native language is something that does not necessarily make you tired. However, when you're in the learning curve of integrating a new language, what happens is that you're going to have to be so concentrated the whole time on what is being said what you understand then create a response translate their response and make it come out right we use far more energy to do something completely new or foreign than just activating a pattern existing in our subconscious mind and i've spoken about routine in the past and the importance of it in order to find and maintain health we would think of routine and the habits we practice in a day, for instance. But when it comes to transitions, such as in between seasons, going from summer into autumn, or going from winter into spring, we also have quite a lot of routines. Even more so, if we look at our ancestors, if we look at the traditions that exist in our communities a community of a belief system community of a nation and so on the different rituals that've been practiced for centuries are often these kind of rites of passage for transitioning from one season to the next for instance what they do is that they stabilize us they remind us of where we are And when in time we are, they make us feel safe and grounded. Furthermore, they help us to notice where we are at with ourselves. Because a transition, in that sense, is something that comes back in a regularity when we speak of seasons, when we speak of anniversaries, birthdays. And even the transitions that are not really yearly coming backs, but that might be rites of passage from different sequences of our life. What they do is that there's a before and the after, and then how was it last time, right? Which allows for us to do that questioning, that looking back, that taking a step back and see... How was it last time, for instance? Where am I at with myself? What's my current situation? What's my condition? As opposed to last time I was transitioning in this way. So they give us the possibility of a perspective to an overall condition. And this is, of course, why they are also important for our mental Emotional and physical progression, health. Just like taking your car for service every 5,000 kilometers or whatever it might be, in order to notice what is going on, make sure that everything is nice and clean, right? Or to detect potential issues before they become, well, actually dangerous to us. So, can we use these transitional moments? the rituals that we have around it, the traditions that exist around it, to do that with ourselves. And specifically today then, of course, I wanted to mention the seasonal changes because no matter where you are at in the world, whether you're in the Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, and I'd say East and West as well, um, we are in a moment of change. So it is quite logical, I would say, to use that moment to also make a cleanse, just like we would when we take the car to the mechanic, to the service, right? To do an emotional or physical detox, digestive detox some kind in that moment. And what can happen if if we don't have a certain self-care routine, I would almost call it, around these situations is that we could quite easily develop imbalance. And you know what? We often dismiss that which is called SAD, (laughs) Seasonal Affective Disorder. We brush it off as a winter blues or a spring fatigue and when we experience them often there's three things that we would find um, happening to us in in our physical body and that is that the circadian rhythm is disrupted but also that there's a decrease in the brain of well in the body actually ...of serotonin and dopamine, serotonin being kind of like the happy molecule and dopamine being the motivational one. And we would also find imbalances in melatonin levels, which is responsible for awake and sleep. And just hear these symptoms that they include when we're speaking about the seasonal affective disorder. And just notice for yourself how often you have this if you do. Feeling down most of the day. Losing interest in activities you once enjoyed. Feeling sluggish or having just low energy. You might have problems even with sleeping too much. Carb sugar cravings. Overeating, putting on weight. Difficulties concentrating. Hopeless feeling. And If it would be more specifically when you go from fall into um, winter, for instance, it can definitely be more the oversleeping, having cravings for heavier foods, weight gain, and just low energy. And when you go um, spring and summer instead, it could be on the contrary. So insomnia, um, finding it really hard to actually fall asleep poor appetite, losing weight, and feeling quite anxious and increased irritability. And from the Ayurvedic perspective, even though that's not what I'm talking about today specifically, basically what we see in those two is imbalances in the dosha. So specifically in the Vata dosha, but also I would say Kapha dosha when it's the more winter kind And as you know by now, I hope, if you've been listening to me for a while, one of the most important things when it comes to balancing out our doshas, and more specifically vata, because it always begins by vata, doesn't it, is the regularity of routine. And why is it the regularity of routine? It's to find that balanced state of the nervous system. So this is where I come back to... Our brains need a recognition, of familiarity. Our brains need to recognize patterns of behavior and the importance therefore of the different traditions and rituals and routines that we might have established ourselves or picked up from family or whatever that might be around these specific moments. Let's not brush off the fact that we all have, no matter how old we are today, had that moment of coming from the summer holidays and going back to school, with all that implies full of rituals around back to school. That goes with us, it continues, as we move further into life, and we re-experience situations, feelings, so I am here today not to tell you to go out <laughs> to buy new uh, block notes and pens and and a backpack to get ready to go back to school, but to embrace the fact that you are transitioning at the moment from one season to the next, and then use this time to stabilize yourself through the rituals, routines, traditions established that were very well thought through by those before us, the ancestors, for instance. There was a reason that we stopped and transitioned at this moment that comes back every year. It is the perfect moment to therefore use your own personal routine in whatever you do for yourself as self care to note what has changed, what is different this year from last year or previous years, and what is not, what is maybe similar. What do I keep, and what do I want to shed? Who do I want to keep, and who do I want to shed? It is the perfect moment, actually, to make a pause, to look at yourself, look at your life, see how you're feeling. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you standing in your own integrity? Because that will be essential. Most imbalances that we are experiencing, whether this is physical imbalances in how we're feeling, or transgressing limits, not having boundaries, preferences in our relationship with other people. Or maybe burning ourselves out, trying to prove something to ourselves professionally. It is a beautiful moment to do that emotional and physical detox. To withdraw, to look again at what's important for you. To come back if maybe you've lost a little bit of it. To your tools of reflection. To your tools of nurturing. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone of your earpods of this microphone and i would love to hear your thoughts on what i've been talking about so please leave a comment send me a message directly if you wish this is charlotte this is me see you next time namaste <music>